Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Nancy Wallace Labs has more than 15 years of real estate investing experience, owns several rental properties, flips and manages properties in the Dallas, Texas area. Nancy is a licensed real estate broker and together with her husband owns KBN Homes, a real estate investment company that's making neighborhoods great again, one home at a time. On today's show, we cover so much with Nancy, including the number one tip when managing property, biggest mistakes to avoid in landlording, the power of seller financing, a mind-blowing strategy to differentiate yourself with homeowners in competitive markets and the power of problem solving. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her show. You, know, you like how slow I'm saying that? Invest Her. her. Yes. <laughs> Got to make sure we make, you know, make sure we say it slowly. But anyway, welcome back. Uh, excited to have another episode here where we get into the minds of some amazing, successful ladies doing this business of investing. And we throw in some mini-sodes where we tell you about, you know, different aspects of our business and just share some lessons and all that good stuff. And we're creating a neat community uh, and, you know, all, all that good stuff. So welcome, Nancy, to the show. Thank you. Love to be here. Yeah, we're excited to jump into your um, awesome story. Uh, but before we do that, as we do, as we like to do, just kind of get connected to all you amazing women listening to us, and we thank you so much for that. Um, Andressa, what's what's up? What's what's uh, new and exciting? You know, I want to share with you guys. You probably heard me talking about gratitude, right? The exercise of being grateful in in a daily basis, and to be very honest with you, I failed miserably <laughs> trying to do this thing because it's just like meditation, right? It's just who you are in life. And I want to prioritize that. However, it seemed to me that like life was getting on my way all the time. And then when I lay down in bed, I was like, I forgot to be grateful. <laughs> I forgot to write that down. Or in the morning, I was like, I forgot. So then I was cleaning up a couple of boxes. And then I found this journal called Five Minute Journal. Mm. I was like, oh, I bought this. What is this? <laughs> Don't you love that when you find things that you bought and you never use? Right. So this is like a five-minute journal where in the morning you write three things that you're intentionally grateful for. What, not like what you must be grateful for, but what your feelings are, right? I'm grateful for, you know, my sons. He gave me a, a beautiful hug yesterday. It was so meaningful and kind. I like, I'm grateful for, for that. So then I start putting this book in the bathroom. Mm. So well, I got to brush my teeth, right? At least. <laughs> so it's there. So I know that in the morning when I am there, I'm doing that. And during the night when I'm brushing my teeth again before going to bed, it's there. So I do it again. And I'm telling you, it's working. So if you want to give awesome. it a try, I can put on, you know, on the show notes, the, the link for that. But yeah. it's just a different mindset of waking up with that 
very conscious mindset of what I'm going to be focusing on today. And then at the end of the day, like you look back and so many things, great things happen that I want to be grateful for and going to bed with that mentality. It's, it's just something that now it's working. It's in That's my bathroom. Awesome. I cannot miss that. So I just want to share with you guys. Yeah. I love that. Andressa. Cause I, I think it's, you know, it's easy to be grateful when things are going well, right? It's like, you know, life's going great and, you know, you, you, you landed a deal and this is yeah. great. And then something like just, something just sucks. It happens to you, yes. <laughs> to be perfectly blunt. I mean, and then that's when you actually need to feel grateful. That's when that's, it's actually most important. So I, I love what you're saying because it's a habit, right? So if you're doing it every day, you're going to have stuff that goes great and things that yeah. don't. So um, and then I love how you're saying, put it in the bathroom. I heard once someone too uh, talk about this at a conference. If you want to review your goals, put them by, by your toothbrush. Because if, if, you know, if you're going to put them somewhere, put them somewhere you're actually going to look at every day. Yes. So I love That's a great reminder. Um, so thanks for sharing. I'll put that in the show notes, the yes. five-minute journal. Yeah. Cool. So without further ado, Nancy, thanks again for, for being here with our um, amazing listeners. Uh, mostly ladies, we do hear that men do want, listen to our show, yeah, which, which is great. You know, yeah, hey, yeah. you know, all, all the merrier <laughs> certainly, certainly helps with our downloads, but certainly our, our show is dedicated to women. That's what our, our niche is. And that's what we're in the business of trying to support. So as we'd like to, as we jump into your story, we'd love to hear from you. You've been in this business for quite some time. What compelled you? What, what pulled you in initially into real estate investing? Because there's a lot we can do with our time. And in why real estate investing? So we'd love to hear that from you and then we'll kind of okay. get Okay. Well, you know, I had always had an interest in, in flipping. I just, and this was, you know, I've been doing this for over 15 years and I don't even know if there were that many HGTV shows out there. <laughs> that sounds like such a cool thing. And so my story started, um, we actually lived in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, when the housing boom in 2005 was just going crazy in Phoenix, we had been in our house, which was just your basic house uh, for about eight years. And we actually had been looking for a new house and man, we started going to all of these, you know, builders and open houses. And for what we already had, people were paying mega amounts of money for these houses. So we were like, Hmm, that's interesting. So then in our own neighborhood, we started seeing houses flip and we started going to, we started looking at different houses and literally this is going to sound so bad, but mm. we saw how much these houses were selling for. And we were like, dang, uh, <laughs> you can make some money here if you sell your house now. You had to move. And so literally we took a leap of faith. We quit our jobs, put our house on the market. It sold within a couple of days, multiple wow. offers. And in three weeks, we moved to Texas. Now, mm. why Texas? Well, I'm originally from the Midwest. My husband's from Milwaukee. And we were looking for climate. Um, we looked at the schools. And uh, so, uh, so we moved to Texas in 2005. And um, it was the first time in my, I've always been in management, worked for the, worked for corporations and everything. And so it was the first time I was able to kind of just sit back and say, huh, what do I want to do next? And um so I, uh, the agent that ended up selling us our house, I said, Hey, I really want to get into flipping. And she said, well, you need to meet this other lady. That's what she does. And so she literally handed me, uh, when I, I got an appointment with her and, uh, she literally handed me the Gary Keller, uh, how to become a real estate millionaire, his blue book. Mm. She said, read this and call me. 
And so I read that thing in like a day and a half. And to this day, that's still my Bible. That's, that's kind of the format for rentals that I use very three, two, two. And if you're into new investing, it's a great book to pick up. Mm -hmm. So she sold me my first rental property and, um, fast forward, I got into property management because I just, I was just fascinated. I wanted to, and I wanted to manage my own properties and I, I was just hooked. I was very passionate about it. Um, not only is it a good way to earn a living, but just all the people, I'm a very people person. And, uh, my niche has been to really help people that cannot sell their house on the open market. I am a real estate broker, but I don't do too much, too much of the uh, traditional real estate services. Um, I have really found a niche with working with people that, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that can't put their house on the market. You know, they don't have money for repairs, little hoarder situation. Mm. Maybe somebody died, divorce. I mean, it goes on and on. And I just found that I was very good at solving problems really solving people's problems with their house. Um, it's usually one of the largest assets that people invest in. And sometimes they don't do a very good job of um, that actual investment and they need another solution besides just putting on, on the market. And uh, fast forward, who knew that my career was going to end up, you know, culminating in writing a book and I've gotten into private money lending. Um, we primarily do buy and holds, but I do fix and flips and then a couple of years ago, I got into owner financing. So there's all kinds of different ways to help people in real estate. And I just love that. I'm so passionate about it. Well, I want to, there's a lot, right, <laughs> going on. So I want to dissect a couple of things. Okay. So I'm going to start with, like, when you say I got hooked with, you know, property management. And it's rare to hear that. It is, right? Right, it is. And I was like, <laughs> I what about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. I'll tell you that. Um, you know what? One of the skills that I have is I'm very organized and in property management, you have got to be organized. Um, and the other thing is I have such a way with people. Now, when I say that, like I'm saying that, uh, I've done a lot of HR training, you know, been, I've managed people. I used to manage call centers and, you know, there's some people skill that go into being a property. Absolutely. No you have to about treat him. people fair, but one of my rules is not to be friends, right? Because you know, <laughs> I just treat everybody with respect and, um, you know, but being organized and also setting expectations up front. I actually um, developed, and we call it the addendum A, but it takes the, the lease here in Texas is anywhere from 14 to 16 pages long. So I developed a tool we call it the addendum A, and I meet with all the tenants. It's a tenant orientation. And basically it breaks down the terms and the, you know, the legal eagles basically of the lease into very straightforward terms. Mm. We set the expectations up front. So being more organized, setting the expectations. And, you know, I've made a good career. Uh, I'm one of the very few brokers here in Texas that have been certified by the Texas Real Estate Commission to teach other property managers, um, how to manage. So, um, we're not gonna, we're not like a 500 door place. I never want to be that big. Cause that's kind of a sub sub, uh, what do you call sub side thing that I do, mm -hmm. um, when I meet other investors and whatnot, but yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty good property manager. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy, what <laughs> Nancy, what do you think are the biggest mistakes that investors make when, when managing property? 
I mean, the big one, I, I think know you get, uh, well, there's a couple. One is, you know, buying the property, you know, not quite right. Now, if you do buy and hold, you can almost work your way out of a bad buy, almost always. But one of the things that I see time and time again is that they get, they're too trusting, meaning they don't do their due diligence on their background checks. Um, they make exceptions. Um, I've actually helped people out that, um, they let people move into their property and they didn't have the correct money. You know, they'll let them write a personal check and then it bounces or they'll oh. let them move some of their things into their garage. So sometimes when investors, they get, they just get excited and they just overlook that very simple process of the move in. And because if you make a mistake there, you've got a big problem. I mean, fortunately in Texas, we're a pretty easy evict people state. I mean, it'll take you about, you know, four weeks, but who wants the cost and lost money of yeah. and potential damage to your property? So I think the number one mistake I see is that people are not consistent in their background screening and they don't do a good job in their background screening. And that's key. Yep. Great. And you mentioned seller finance and we didn't, in the past interviews we did, we mentioned it briefly, but we didn't dig deep into it. So seller financing, it seems to be a win-win situation for all parties. Mm -hmm. However, there are pros and cons. Um, yeah. how, how can I make sure this specific deal or this specific situation, it's appropriate for owner financing? So, okay, there's a couple of uh, um, ways I'm going to go here. So number one, the underlying, um, the underlying mortgage. Uh, is kind of key to owner financing. So for example, when I buy properties, I've done it both ways where I've bought, bought the property subject to, and then I've wrapped it, you know, um, but I'm a pretty straight shooter and I'm not going to let that seller um, that I bought the house from, I mean, we're kind of going through some things here in Texas. They're actually talking about changing that legislation where you either can't do a wrap or whatever, because there's been some bad apples that didn't pay that underlying mortgage. Um, we've actually been able to pay cash for a couple houses and then, then you don't have a problem because then you just own or finance it. So Two, two comments on that. One, when you're buying the property from a seller subject to, and you're, you're going to wrap it, um, you know, sometimes the seller needs money. So it, it, you know, it takes a little bit of finesse to figure out, you know, what you're actually paying for the property. Now mm -hmm. for us, it's always kind of good to get it subject to because they make more money in the long run. I can pay a little bit more money for the house. Um, we did run into a, I'll just kind of give you a, like being grateful. Uh, I didn't run into a situation where I bought a property from a wholesaler. I was going to try and own or finance it thinking it was not going to be an issue getting the underlying because we were renting it and then getting an underlying mortgage. And, um, you know, not all lenders are, uh, investor friendly. And so we spent a little bit too much time and we had a private money lender that we needed to get paid off. So we ended up having to just sell that property. You know, we just ended up flipping it, um, mm -hmm. cause it just didn't work out with the numbers for what the lender wanted to give us to what we could sell it for. Because one of the keys when we, you're doing, uh, owner financing is mm -hmm. the rents, in the area, you know, the payment that the person that you want them to pay shouldn't be more than the rent because that's the whole idea that they can, you know, own a house for less than they could rent it for. So do you have a percentage, Nancy, that you're looking for? 
uh, as far as what they the pay dif- or the difference between what they're renting it for and what you're looking for. You know, we we just try to get. We don't have a percent per se. Um, we try to standard houses uh, that have an ARV of under 250 because it's really hard. You, you know, uh, affordable housing is usually what we're targeting. Sure. So, you know, yeah. 150,000 um, and you can usually get the payment, you know, so we want to do like the 10, we use the 10% rule, the 1500. Okay. Um, and so we want to get the payment under 1500 and that's including taxes and insurance. So depending mm-hmm. on how you are buying the property and the underlying mortgage, kind of dictates how you're going to do that. So if you buy it right, or 72 is usually the best way to go on trying to do owner financing, but we got a sweet deal. We paid $10,000 for a house um, and uh, we were able to owner finance it for 50. So that was a good deal. (laughs) Wow. And uh, we were, we carried the note and our terms were 20% down. So we were made full and then we carried the note for 40 uh, for the next 15 years. So yeah, that was a good deal. So that one was a no brainer. And, uh, you know, we don't sell notes right now. We're not selling notes. We're creating them. Uh, we haven't uh, really gotten to a situation where we're like, Oh, Hey, let's do this. But I did just learn about how to sell, you know, break the note in half. Um, which is probably another, uh, topic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very I want to talk about it, but I'm getting ready to do my first one, uh, in a couple of weeks. So I'm pretty excited about that. But basically what you do is you, for the borrower, for the for the guy that's buying the house, it's the same payment. But you, uh, for those savvy note investors, they probably know what I'm talking about. What you, you know, literally make two notes, and the first note pays off any debt you have on the house, and then you keep a second lien position, um, and then write the paperwork in such a way that if ever the first lien forecloses, that you have first right to get that house back. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of, I met an investor that was giving me the scoop on that. So that's what I love about, uh, you know, you were asking me how I um, feel, feel about this or I'm so passionate, but I love talking to other investors and learning new ways. And, yeah. and I love sharing my story with new investors, you know, because I think it's just, I don't know, it's just a great network of people to be around. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Circling back to owner financing. So I'm listening to this and I'm listening to you speak about it. How would an investor know that a property or an opportunity is really like owner financing is maybe an opportunity. So Mm -hmm. how would I uncover, like, what would, what would it look like for me to like, Oh, owner financing could be a way that this deal can happen. Well, is there a recipe or is there like a profile, if you will? Well, you know what I, for my, for me personally, I kind of look at houses that I might buy and hold. So one of the things with owner financing is that, you know, buy and hold is a great way to build wealth, you know, but if you're not really into managing properties or whatever, and you want passive income coming in and not have to worry about the repairs and the taxes, owner financing is a great way. Um, So we look for location. um, And it's kind of the same rules with, you know, like a 322 is going to be your best bet. Um, But, you know, the house that we, I was just talking about, it's in a very uh, lucrative area and it was a small house. I mean, it was probably not even a thousand square feet, but it happened to be in downtown Fort Worth and it's an up and coming booming house. And um, we marketed to the guy and he was just ready to sell. And, um, you know, we bonded over football. 
There you go. A little report building. There you go. Because we weren't, we, we were not the first investor to talk to him, but we were the first investor to kind of, you know, when we talk to people, we're, you know, we want to find out about them, you know, and we found out about the history of the house and Mm. it had been in his family for 40 years and uh, it had been vacant for five. So he was just ready. You know, he traveled a lot and he, you know, we just caught him at the right time and he liked what, you know, I had to say, and, um, and we probably talked for 30 minutes about football, um, you know, being a Cowboys fan here in Dallas. (laughs) But that's so important though, Nancy. I mean, most people are so busy. They want to just like get it done and people don't get to know people. And I think that's, it's, we, we take it for granted. We think everyone does that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's value to building a relationship, not just. Exactly. And you know, know, what I found most sellers, they're not going to make a decision. The first initial contact when you call them or, you know, they've got to get to know you. And so Mm -hmm. we, you know, we're, we're family owned and operated. It's mm-hmm. my dog. KB and homes actually stands for Kelsey, Brian, Nancy. That's oh, there you husband. go. And we're all about people. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, I have been to appointments where, you know, I'm just another investor that the sellers called, but our most successful deals, um, are people that we have, you know, cultivated and, you know, maybe it took, you know, one family, um, I met them in January and we didn't close on their house until the end of June. Um, but they had a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of them. A lot of times these people are very emotionally tied to their house. They're, they're just in distress situations, which is very stressful. Yeah. But when you pile on somebody died and then there's, you know, family homes and there's memories and, you know, they want to, one of the things we always try to do is leave something of the house, you know, Mm -hmm. some memento, like whether it's a coach light on the door or an old door handle that we've just spray painted. And then if we're going to flip the house um, or we're going in the rehab and we invite the families back and, uh, and before we actually sell it to someone else or owner finance it or rent it, we'll invite them to the finished product so that they Mm. can see you know, so we keep them involved. Um, and that's, that's unique. very well because then we get referrals. Yeah. That's super unique, Nancy. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So we, we kind of cultivate that relationship ongoing. Mm. It's a really competitive market here in Dallas. Mm. Um, I mean, it's crazy competitive. So you gotta, you have to do what it takes to yeah. really cultivate. And like I said, you know, we do, you know, I'm doing marketing like everyone else, but we get probably 30% of our deals from referrals. Mm. Wow. So if, if I'm somebody hearing you and I like, oh, she has these the people skills, right? <laughs> but I don't. So, oh my gosh. And I can, you know, it's not my thing. So for, for the ladies that are listening, um, as you can see, building a report is just part of the process and building that like genuine report. That's yeah. what I really mean about it. But if you don't have that skills, if that does not bring joy, you've mm-hmm. got to have somebody on your team that does that. It is just yeah. impossible. And, you know, we do, well, one of the things we like doing too, is we partner a lot with people. Um, I, you know, we'll have different, I'm a, like I said, I'm a pretty organized person, kind of a control freak. Um, <laughs> you know, we run our business a little way, but you know, I love one of my favorite things and why I wrote the book was uh, I love mentoring new people. And that's not something I charge for. You know, when I meet, I'll go have coffee with people and I don't know everything. I just tell them my story. 
And, um, and I love partnering with people. So we'll partner with a new investor, um, you know, whether they found the deal or we provide money or then we just yeah. help them. And then when they, you know, to kind of get through their first deal mm-hmm. or if they need someone to go talk with the seller, um, because I've been doing this for lo- so long and we have different options that we can offer people. Um, that's been beneficial for other people. Um, and, and I like, it makes me feel good. You know, um, I, when people say, well, you know, I helped another seller and, you know, and it does make me feel good, but don't forget, this is how we make our living. So I'm not in there to rob someone of their house. And I'm very upfront. I mean, this is how I put food on the table for my family. Um, but I want to solve their, solve their situation with their house. And, um, and then with new folks, because there's so many new investors, um, one of, I had a great mentor when I started out and she really helped me not make huge financial mistakes. Like, you know, we're, everybody makes mistakes, you know, we're going to make mistakes. The thing is to not go bankrupt when you're making a mistake. (laughs) That would be good. Yeah. Go bankrupt real quick with one or two bad deals. So one of my goals is with new, new folks is just to say, Hey, you know what? Don't be emotional about your buy. Don't over, you know, I see new investors, they get so excited because they, you know, they want to do the HGTV, makeover. And it's like, well, you don't need to do that. If you're this a buy and hold, it doesn't need quartz countertops. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not unless you're going to live there. <laughs> so, um, so I really, you know, when I'm partnering and or mentoring, I just, I really try to focus on that, you know, be treated like a business, you know, uh, have some compassion, but remember you're in this for business and, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and you can do that all day long, but you know, sometimes I've, I've had people call me up after the fact and say, Oh, I got out of a house, Nancy. I'm so excited. Can you come and look at it? And then I'm like, don't over improve whatever you do, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll try to help them. If I see that this could be a financial mistake, at least give them some ideas to minimize their financial risk. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's a lot, a lot of great insight you're giving. I mean, I love what you said at the beginning too. I want to just circle back on that because I think the ladies listening, you know, we often ask people, I went to a networking event last night. What do you do? And people will say, oh, I do wholesaling. I do buy and holds. Well, you know what? Actually, you don't do any of that. What you really do is you stop. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't say that, but so I'm thinking, I didn't say that. I'm like, no, you don't do that. No, I didn't do that. But I'm not that, I'm not that bold in front of people. But um. I'm thinking about what you're saying. And actually, that's really not what people do. They actually solve problems. Yes. And that's what you, that was a beautiful thing you said. I mean, I love that you actually, you said it so eloquently the way, you know, the way you put it out there, because that's really what we do as investors. Uh-huh. We solve problems. The problem could be the investor who doesn't know what to do with their money. The problem could be the homeowner who's in distress. The problem could be the, you know, fill in the blank. So that's the business we're in. And I think when you look at your business and, and that's how you've been probably be able to grow so well, Nancy, is that you look at your business, go, what problems can I solve? And how do I differentiate myself from everyone else? I mean, you invite right. the family back to the house after you've renovated. I've never heard that before. I've been in this business yeah. as long as you. I've never heard that before. Maybe I just live under a rock, but I love that. Like, that's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. And they love it. And the family that's feels beautiful. because, you know, especially if you're dealing with somebody that, uh, you know, they've lived in their home for a long time. You know, a lot of, we work with a lot of elderly people too, and families that have to move mom and dad out of the family home. And there's always, uh, you know, they see value, but it's not monetary. It's sentimental. And, you know, if you just go in there and try to make a buck off of that, you know, you're not, 
you're not doing a service for them and they're not going to do business with you. I yeah. mean, yeah. they are, they're desperate. You know what I mean? But, um, most people that are, that I know that are successful, um, you know, they just take a little bit of time and yeah, you know, could I do more deals? Sure. It could, but I also do this because I like doing it and it gives yeah. me self-satisfaction. Um, and I'm a problem solver. That's what I like doing. Yeah. That's um, very cool. So one of the things I would say to all the gals out there is I do meet a lot of people and they're like, they just can't figure out what to do in this business. And it's kind of like, well, you can't be all things to all people. That's why I don't do traditional real estate listing. If I did that, I, I wouldn't have time for all these other things. Right. right. Um, buyer's agents, you know, you gotta have a certain personality for that. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I have people that can do that. I have, I can refer people out. Um, that's, you know, and you have to kind of know what your limits are. Um, and mine is problem solving. So as women or men that are getting into this industry, you know, just know, kind of just start, start talking with the people and then find someone that can help you figure out what to do with that property or that situation. And, you know, sometimes it's not about buying the house. Sometimes it's about, you know, helping them find other resources. Um, we worked with one family that they um, had a disabled son and they just, you know, they were struggling with bills and, you know, we, we got a social worker involved. I mean, I don't know how to do all that, but mm -hmm. I have resources and I have contacts so that we can help people kind of move on. The house is just one issue in a lot of people's lives. It just happens to be the one that really you know, is the most costly to them. Yeah. Um, but if you can kind of help them move on with their life, that's, if you get, yes, you are making money, but you also have a sense of community and yeah. And duty better. Very yeah. cool. I, um, I love what you're saying. I think that's so important. Um, you have so much insight to share. And I know you just wrote a wonderful book called Winning Deals and Heels. Love the title. You know, get that vision. And your cover is awesome, by the way. I love your cover. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what we're going to do today, and, and I'd love for, the, for you to share how ladies can learn more about you. But what we're going to do for the ladies listening, uh, that you, you're going to have a little challenge here. So the first woman listening to this Sorry, guys, but it really is, should be a woman. It's women in heels <laughs> is the book. So winning heels and heels. So, but if heels are your thing, cool. But um, you, the task is send me an email. You can send it at info at therealestateinvesther.com. And you're going to email the first woman to email me uh, or us the, like, the action they're going to take as a result of today's episode. Okay, so the first woman to for the first email I'm going to get, they're going to win a book, and they're going to get a book, a signed copy from Nancy. Yes, and I'm and, gonna and, listen. I'm not that nice. Like you're not listen. that nice. Okay, I'm no. the nice one. All right, what, Andressa? What do they have the to nice do? One. Business no, plan. I want a copy, a picture of your action already taken. Oh wow! Okay. Right. That's a. That's I want to see you. You know, hugging the seller, or you know, having the report built, or something that because you know a that's lot of true. people promise that they're going to do something, but they don't do it. All and, right, and I think that it's not just it. You don't need to prove anything for me to Liz or Nancy. You gotta just do it for yourself. Okay. So, All right. I like that. You know, Nancy shares so many important things that we can apply in our lives right now. And I really want you to do it and share it with us. What was your experience? Okay. You I love it. With All, that? Right. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. All right. So info at the real estate investor. 
And don't just send me what you're going to do because Andressa just poo-pooed my idea. <laughs> but you're going to actually send us a picture or proof that you did take action as a result of today. And, and Nancy did just lay down like, like 30 nuggets. So if you can't take action from anything that you just heard, I would be shocked. Um, and Nancy, how can the ladies listening learn more about all the cool things you're up to and all those wonderful things? So they can visit me on my website, which is kbnhomes.com. Uh, I also uh, uh, run a meetup here, a, a RIA meetup here. If they're in the Dallas area, uh, they can um, PM me or contact me through my website. Um, and we meet the first Wednesday of every month. Um, hope to have another meetup going on pretty soon. Yes. Uh, and I'm out and about a lot. I'm available um, and just love to talk. And if there's anybody out there that wants to just reach out and you know, talk with me more, but, uh, getting to my website, you can reach me there, learn about all of me. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And so reach out. I love hearing from other, uh, real estate investors. And of course they can always go to amazon.com. Yes. The book. And I'll put a link in there. I want to kind of let your, um, listeners know is that part of the proceeds, uh, benefit hope store here in Plano, Mm. Texas, which is a shelter that helps women get back on their feet, families nice. and women um, from domestic violence. Very cool. Beautiful. We'll put, we'll put a, a link, link for them as well. Yeah. So everything that you're hearing right now, we're going to put the notes uh, for you to check it out later. Uh, and now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. So the first one, Nancy, is what's the most transformational book you have ever read? Oh, well, there's so many. Um, I'm going to say two of them 10x by grant cardone love him you know and then um i just finished the four agreements and i love it okay i think everyone should try if if everyone read that book and strive (laughs) to the four agreements this world would be a happy place i think i want to tattoo those four agreements on my you know wrist i know i love it yeah love it it's great. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? I stay open-minded. Um, I am, uh, I take a little bit of risk, a calculated risk, uh, and I'm always open to new ideas. Um, you know, if you, when we're talking about all these problems and solving, um, you know, I like the financial freedom of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it does come with a little of risk, you know, financially. I've been doing this, like I said, for 15 years. I love it. Um, so I think just, you know, doing your due diligence, because if you do your due diligence up front, whether you're buying a property, leasing a property, you're just going to minimize your financial risk. And mm-hmm. if you keep doing that, you know, it's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And the last question is, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? Oh, my goodness. Well, this is probably going to be dating myself. Um, so I'm trying to think of her name. You guys might help, have to help me with her name. <laughs> she was, uh, well, okay, this is really going to be dating myself. Uh, Gloria Steinem, only because I grew up in the Midwest and we didn't have a lot of female role models. Mm-hmm. And I just like the fact that she stood up there and there was a reporter that was in that same era. And they were like one of the first females. Now, Gloria, you know, over the years, um, 
but you know, there weren't a lot of role models back in the day. And even if they were a little bit out there, at least you had women, you know, speaking up. Uh, the lady that was my mentor, she was a great, uh, she, she's passed away, but she was a great person. Um, so I would have to say just, um, the reporter I'm thinking of, her name was Jessica and her last name is escaping me. Um, <laughs> but she was a really good person because she was just out there. She was one of the first females that did overseas assignments. And, um, so I would have to say those two women, you know, mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of looking into the book, this is kind of, and when you go to real estate conferences and things, you'll see that most of the speakers are men. And I just, there are so many successful women in this industry. And, you know, it's kind of shocking to me that not more of them are out front. And I mean, there might be one or two. Mm -hmm. Um, I just personally did a, a, um, I help people with their small dollar IRAs to grow them. And I got invited to a panel and I was the only woman or only woman, uh, of seven men. Now yeah. I was honored to be on that panel, but you know, I'm by far not the smartest lady out there about how to coordinate your small dollar IRAs and do deals with small dollar IRAs. Um, so I'm kind of making it a mission to get yeah. the, the women voice out there about. Oh yes. Investing. Yeah. So let's hold hands because yeah, we're on this, this journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're up to. That's what we're all about here. And we're excited to be on it with you and all the ladies listening to this. And, you know, uh, you know, if you're not, in, if you're not involved with our Facebook community, we have over 800 women. Uh, it's free. It's just get support. You know, it's just go to invest her community and Facebook. We have meetups. Nancy's, you know, going to be leading one in Dallas. We have some amazing ladies leading them. So we're, we're, and we have a lot more coming, you know, and that's what we're about is creating more women thought leaders. Cause you're right. It's always one woman out of nine men yeah. and uh, that's not going to help uh, promote kind of growth and especially that women outlive men. So, right. um, but thank you so much for being on, on the show. Thank you for sharing so much great insight. Thank you for taking a stand for women. So we appreciate you. We're excited to do a lot of cool things with you and um, yeah, thanks for your time today. All right. Well, and thank you guys too. I appreciate it. And everybody get out there and Get that book and start investing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nancy. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye now. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.